If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, and you want to do your part. Today I'd like to mention one means of doing just that, email made by and for Catholics. Check out Fide Email, that's F-I-D-E-I -E dot email, built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course Catholic. God bless. Cardinal Fernandez has doubled down on his and Francis's permission for the church to provide blessings to those living in objectively evil moral situations. He broadened the scope, actually, to leave it open to the interpretation of individual priests to offer blessings to anyone, really, regardless of their moral fitness to receive a blessing in the church. And this comes at a time when Francis is publicly saying that the church must change, and that Vatican II called for the church to change. We're about to head into some odd territory here, folks, so strap yourselves in as we cover some strange material from Francis and his anti-doctrine chief and poet, Cardinal Fernandez. Headline from LifeSite News. Exclusive. Cardinal Fernandez says blessings are for every person in every situation. Cardinal Fernandez granted an exclusive interview to LifeSite News, in which he expanded on his openness to James Martin blessings, despite Catholic teaching prohibiting them on the grounds that sin can never be blessed. Now, some will accuse those of us who oppose the blessings of those who publicly admit to living lives filled with certain sins that the Bible clearly states cry out to heaven for vengeance, of conflating blessing people who happen to unapologetically engage in such activity with a blessing for the activity itself. What they fail to grasp is that there has been a growing movement of apostasy and heresy in the church, paradoxically, focused around the normalization of these sins that cry out to heaven. No one objects to providing blessings for people who have these inclinations if they are living in a way the church requires them to live, or even if they are trying to and just hope, happen to be in a state of grace at the moment but are going to go to confession and try again. What we object to is the tacit endorsement of that sinful activity by providing blessings to unrepentant public sinners, which endorses their activity and sends a signal to others that what they're doing is just, in fact, A-OK. -okay thus leading them to commit sacrilegious communion on top of the grotesque sins they already engage in. That's the problem. Here we see Cardinal Fernandez explicitly say that this blessing is open to everyone, and we shouldn't treat blessings like they are a sacrament. And that's kind of odd, actually, given that a blessing is an endorsement of activity. Because again, we're not talking about someone just getting a quick blessing at the communion line here. Quote, LifeSite News asked the new prefect of the dicastery, formerly Congregation, for the doctrine of the faith, whether it is always wrong to give a blessing to the James Martin's sin to couples who engage in that sin or not. Since being announced as the new CDF prefect on July 4th, Fernandez has given a number of interviews, and this question has been repeatedly raised. He has consistently replied with confusing phraseology, notably avoiding a straightforward pronunciation of the Catholic teaching condemning these blessings. The Cardinal at first downplayed the possibility of these blessings, if such an instance would cause confusion with marriage. But he continued by saying that a blessing is not a sacrament and should not have the same, quote, conditions as a sacrament would. In light of this, Fernandez stated that a blessing is a, quote, sign of pastoral work, which could be given to every people in every situation, end quote. Ah oh, yes, pastoral, helping people stay in their sinful states. 
Fernandez has a long history of making statements that seem ambiguous on this matter, but really are an endorsement of the sin we're talking about here. As I told you this past Friday, they're bragging that the church will be fundamentally and irreversibly changed once the Synod of Sin is finished later this year. They admit and celebrate this fact. Fernandez appears to have been working on this project since before Francis came to rule the church. Fernandez ghost wrote Amoris Laetitia, which cites documents written by Francis during Benedict XVI's reign. All of that may make the following make a lot more sense here. Quote, what the church said is that the uh, James Martin Union is not blessed because it, the church, has the clear definition of holy matrimony, which is a bringing together of men and women singularly, which is open to new life. Only that is called matrimony. Marriage, only that re reality is called that way. So the blessing that could confuse and not make clear about this reality is not good for the church, but perhaps also they need blessings. Not only one isolated person, but two persons who are asking for a blessing because they want to be faithful to God. They want to be better. They want to grow in their Christian life. The blessing is not a sacrament, and we mustn't ask the same conditions for a simple blessing that we ask for sacrament. Blessing is a sign of the opera pastorale, the pastoral work, to which every people in every situation, and we need to know nothing about the people with how is his Christian life, the morals and other things in order to give the blessing. End quote. Why stop at two people? You know that's not going to be a barrier to be on that. But notice how he doesn't say anything about how growing in their Christian life requires us to go forth and sin no more. Notice how there isn't a clear condemnation of sin in this statement. Notice how there isn't a defense of the law of God in all of this. It's just more ambiguous nonsense from the people in the church who should be most vocally defending the faith. It's literally Cardinal Fernandez's job to defend the doctrine of the faith, given that he is the prefect for the dicastria of the doctrine of the faith. That is his first job. Now, you'd think that would make him especially sensitive to the need to defend the integrity of the faith. But we're not in a time when the integrity of the faith matters to people running the church these days. That ship sailed a long time ago. Now, here's their real program. They have said repeatedly that the church has to change. Fernandez says absolutely nothing without the approval of Francis. They are 100% on the same page. Every single thing he says in his role as prefect for the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith is in lockstep with Francis. Keep that in mind. Headline from LifeSite News. Pope Francis suggests the synod is a continuation of Vatican II. The church has to change. Among the more striking changes advanced by Pope Francis is his recent encouragement of priests to bless James Martin Parings, in contradiction to the unchangeable doctrine teaching that the church cannot bless sinful acts. Not exactly new, but he... Bear with me here. On Friday this past week, I did a live stream early in the morning on the prophecies of St. Hildegard of Bingen, who predicted this exact situation in the church and the world. She described a world awash in sins of the flesh, and that stated that not only secular leaders, but also ecclesiastical leaders would be awash in these sins themselves more than any previous time in history. Ecclesiastical leaders means leaders of the church. Clearly, we live in that time of the spirit of Antichrist that she warned about which is not to say that the man of sin is among us yet. I am not saying that, to be clear. Francis assures us the church has to change. Quote, The church has to change, argued Pope Francis in a recent interview highlighting post-Vatican II changes, which he said must continue. 
Progress is necessary, and the church has to incorporate these novelties with a serious conversation from a human point of view, declared the Argentine pontiff. Note that he used the word novelties. Let's continue. In an interview conducted in September but released on October 17th, Pope Francis spoke about a number of topics, including the Synod on Synodality and his desire to alter the church. With the topic of the Synod raised by Talam, Argentina's national news agency, Francis highlighted how the event was to be understood in light of the Second Vatican Council. Since the Second Vatican Council, John XXIII had a very clear perception. The church has to change, he said. Paul VI agreed, just like the succeeding popes, meaning Benedict and John Paul II. Francis argued that such a change was not just about changing ways, it's about a change of growth in favor of the dignity of people. That's theological progression of moral theology and all the ecclesiastical sciences, even in the interpretation of scriptures that have progressed according to the feelings of the church, he said. The Pope decried any change made through rupture, saying that we either progress through development or things don't turn out right. Rupture leaves you out of the sap of development. Employing imagery of a tree, Francis spoke in favor of needing, quote, tradition in the good sense of the word. We all have traditions, a family. We were all born within the culture of a country, a political culture. We all have a tradition for which to take responsibility. He said, such comments by the Pope linking the synod on synodality to Vatican II are becoming a consistent theme. Only yesterday, a synod member and theologian involved in the organizing of the synod process stated that the synod was, quote, a continuation of Vatican II. Now the Vatican II theology, rather the ecclesiology, is being revived, end quote. You know, it used to be that traditionalist Catholic commentators and speakers had a hard time communicating to people that much of the problems we face are a consequence of Vatican II. Not that Vatican II is the source and summit of our problems in the church, no serious traditionalist says that, but that Vatican II was a big part of the problem, that these problems existed beforehand, but Vatican II really made it worse. And that isn't so hard to convince people of anymore, in part because Francis and his allies continuously cite Vatican II as empowering everything they're doing to the church and to the faith. On Saturday, you heard me you heard from me on the strange meeting between Sister Gramic of New Ways Ministry and Francis, and how later she said that God sent Francis to essentially get the church back to the spirit of Vatican II. Evidently, the spirit of Vatican II is what is driving this need to change the faith. But now we continue with the article here where Francis gives us the classic Vatican II language about how the church must be focused on man. Quote, Referencing God's incarnation as man, Pope Francis said how, quote, humanity is something consecrated by God. That is, everything human must be assumed and progress must be human, in harmony with humanity. Citing the rapidity of scientific developments, Francis stated that the church has to pay close attention and have its thinkers be ready to dialogue. And I emphasize this, we must dialogue with scientific knowledge. The church must dialogue with everybody but being aware of its identity, not from a borrowed identity, end quote. Francis goes on to invoke St. Vincent of Larens yet again, a doctor of the church whom I have covered extensively on this channel in the last year. St. Vincent spoke about the development of doctrine, how doctrine grows. Doctrine doesn't change. Doctrine, doctrine grows as the church grows. He flat out rejected the embrace of novelty and told the faithful 
that should any prelate of the church promote novelty, we are to cling to tradition rigidly and resist the changes in the church. I do recommend that you check out my St. Vincent of Laren series, which probably will be finishing up in January or February, because I do them in very short chunks. Francis inspired me to find a copy of his work, The Combinatory, which is what Francis is referencing, and record it for you because Francis has been misappropriating the words of the doctor of the church to justify changing the faith, when the reality is that St. Vincent of Laren's warned the faithful against following people like Francis. The saint probably just couldn't envision someone like Francis sitting on the throne of Peter, though. wonder what he would have thought of that. But I'm curious what you think about this. Must the church change? Is Francis right and we're just a bunch of mean schismatics? Let me know what your thoughts on this, please, in the comment section. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps a lot, too. And consider supporting the work we do at Return to Tradition through Patreon or Subscribestar or hitting that join button below. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.